Hey there, friends. It's Nick. It's episode 285 of the Story Hacker podcast. Right, so a couple of days ago, I told you that I was, I was taking a day off to play The Last of Us 2, which is the sequel to my favourite game of all time. And um, I did that. In fact, I've been playing pretty consistently for a couple of days now. And I wanted to talk about something that they are, they are doing, which I've never seen before in this game, without giving away anything, any details of the plot. But... Um, so the interesting thing is, so Last of Us is set in a post-apocalyptic world. There's a kind of a zombie plague. And as the player, you are alternately fighting either the kind of the zombie monsters or bands of terrible humans doing terrible things to try and survive. And um, in the first game, I would say that that morally... <laughs> You were always in the right. You know, the bad guys were bad guys. But the second game, they've taken a really interesting turn. And it's much more open, I guess, about whether what you're doing is right in a kind of a global sense or um, or not. And one of the interesting things, I mean, the first game, you know, these, these people, these these game designers are incredible storytellers, the best the best storytellers in, in a lot of ways. Um, and one of the interesting things that's happening in this game, and it's, I've never seen it before, is that you know, when you're fighting these bands of humans and you kill one, on occasion, the other humans in that band will scream out the person's name that you've shot. And this is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful way of bringing reality, I suppose, to these pixels, these moving pixels. And I think one of the amazing things that, that Naughty Dog, who the studio that make these games do, you know, because you're moving through this world that is, I can't remember exactly, 20, 25 years after the plague broke out, is that the the world as it was then is kind of caught in a time capsule of, albeit a decaying time capsule. So you're walking through these apartments and these shops and these offices that are kind of, you know, the clock stopped in 2013. And one of the things that we, we see all the way through the game, if you care to look, is the attention to detail, the amazing attention to detail that these designers have put into sort of documenting not only these worlds, but the lives of the people who lived there. So there are letters there are um, for sale signs. There are all kinds of the bits and pieces of everyday life as it was in 2013 dotted around. And you can you can walk right past them. But there is actually, for me at least as a storyteller, quite a joy into dipping into these these sort of meta narratives. You, you know, you see letters from different people who were trapped in different places who were husband and wife or lovers or what have you. You see, you know, somewhat a letter from someone waiting for her husband to come back. And then later on, you find the husband and you find out what happened to him. And, um, you know, this epic storytelling in a very real, real sense. But this particular element of um, people calling out the names of the people you've killed does add so much gravitas. And the interesting thing about this, from our point of view, from, a, from the point of view of someone who wants to tell, if you want to tell your story, your business story is that 
so often we're reduced to kind of a core value proposition and a name and a photograph or an email address. And when people say to me, you know, do, is someone going to read my story? You know, is, is, is this 90 second story or this, you know, this thousand word story or whatever it is worth doing? Now, as I said before, you're, you're targeting the, 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 the most likely one or two percent to respond to your particular message or your service or your product or whatever it is. But um, one of the ways in which we make that work, I think, for us, these stories work, is that they give us this sense of of a person, a personality behind, behind the profile. Yeah, so it's not just somebody pumping out, you know, memes or... Um, forwarding articles or you know whatever it is it's up you as a person as a more rounded person and even in this game just a name the name of this character this person <laughs> this bunch of pixels that you just shot gives it that kind of um that kind of hook and it's one of the reasons when i talk about myself i might talk about the kids or the sailing that i did or you know these these other things that are not work related but round me out as a person in some sense <laughs> and i think you know one of the things we want to do is that we want to give people lots of different ways to remember us and i talked about this in the series the little three-part series on memory two or three weeks ago um you know the more of these things that we can build in you know if, if when you think of me if we're not you but if when one of my clients or someone who's read my story thinks of me you know, maybe that person is a sailor, so we have that linkage. Maybe that person has teenagers, so we have that linkage. You know, so this is one of the reasons why we want our stories to make us a fleshed out character. We want to be more than just a name. We want to be the letter from the guy who's trapped in the hospital and he hasn't managed to get the drugs to his wife in The Last of Us 2. Anyway, that's it for Monday. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed already... Search for Story Hacker Podcast, Nick Warren, in your podcast app. Hit subscribe and we'll carry on this conversation tomorrow. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.